0: And welcome to the Forbes India Cover Story podcast series in association with theindycars.com. My name is Abhishek, and this issue is a first of sorts for Forbes India. It's about family-owned businesses and how they grapple with a host of challenges as they pass on the baton to the next generation, and how that next generation takes it ahead. This is a package, and it covers stories of a few families that have managed to pull this off successfully over decades joining me on the call is Senior Assistant Editor Salil Panchal who's written a few stories in them and has anchored this issue. Hi Salil, nice to have you back.
1: Hi, good morning Abhishek
0: Hi, good morning, very good morning and uh, take us through the cover story and the thinking behind it because family owned businesses and India go back to as long as business has been around. So what's new?
1: Absolutely I'll just give you a genesis of really where this came from. You know the fact that you know india has been has been known for its family run businesses and had been running them successfully it, it has been articulated well enough but what we had been seeing over the past 5 7 years more is that you know our interactions with some investment advisory firms and some uh, private equity people is that investors are beginning to make their investment decisions more based on succession planning what's next generation like who's going to take charge of the business so it's not just the financials they're not talking just about the returns that they will get on the investments which they make but they also want to know from the promoters that what is the line of succession that you've drawn out who's going to head your business in the next 10 years where is it planning to go and that we thought was very interesting particularly in a challenging phase that we've seen the reason why we decided to take this whole Gen X forward was that the last five years have probably been the most challenging that corporate India has seen, you know, in terms of earnings, in terms of lending, overseas markets, uh, demand is bad, things like that. So this scenario is the one which would be most challenging for, for the Gen Next as they uh, just
0: into the businesses. And sometimes these challenges, uh, Salil, can be entirely new for instance uh, indian express group uh, chairman vivek goenka back in the days he would have had different challenges as, as compared to let's say digital journalism which wasn't Absolutely. around about 7 years back when his son took over recently so it's like running a whole new outfit under a whole new environment
1: and and i'll tell you what so you know not just have we profiled some some of these interesting people uh, we've also got some experts and columnists to to kind of talk about really Where does succession planning go? What has the Gen X done? Are they living up to expectations? Things like that. And what we have seen is that they are saying that corporate India's future is in safe hands in some ways because these are the guys who are willing to take challenges. You know, maybe it's youth which is on their side. Maybe they they, they just want to experiment a little more. Uh, They're confident. They're more adaptable to technology and, and its changes so so those are factors which are all beginning to play out now you know so so what what we decided to do was we got around eight people who we thought are starting to really make a change in the businesses that they are in either we looked at People who, who were clearly identified as the Gen X, as, as the future leaders of their businesses. So they would have either brought in, you know, fresh strategies, innovation, or introduced, you know, just got into newer areas of business. And in some cases also we have looked at people who have made a mark outside their family business.
0: So give us a few examples, uh, Salil, just to illustrate these points.
1: Some of which it came to mind was obviously Sudarshan Venu, you know, who, who, in fact, on the on the cover of our special issue, he's a fourth generation uh, professional who's come out of uh, the 105-year-old TVS Motor Company. And uh, really, this was his first official interaction with the media, very low profile. Now, here's a guy who incredibly, you know, very, very strong in academics, studied overseas, came back, has started to make... Very, very innovative changes in the bikes that they are introducing, aggressive marketing. And also, he was very critical in, uh, you know, building a tie-up with BMW Motorrad to manufacture sub-500cc bikes in India.
0: Every generation, when he uh, is is given that responsibility, he brings something new to the table, right? He, I think in Sudarshan Venu's case, uh, he talks about how his seniors uh, were champs at engineering and quality. But... He says, my job will be to market this. My job will be to spin a story around it, make the bike more aspirational. And it's also interesting to note that the previous generation nowadays perhaps is a little more open to ideas, given uh, that things have changed so rapidly in the past few years that it's, it's okay to you know, let go. Because that's one of the biggest challenges that you know, the first generation entrepreneur would have.
1: Absolutely. It's a good point you brought up. This is what some of the experts had also spoken about who had written for us or, or we had interacted with and this that a of course it's very critical that that the promoter or the, or the family head decides very early on a the path to succession that means who would actually take the business forward and give them enough flexibility you know that which comes out critically in, in in one of the other stories you know of, of of the children of ajay and swati piramal we have anand piramal who's now headed the real estate uh, development arm Piramal reality and we have uh, Nandini Piramal who is heading the hr for the entire group and the otc business the pharma solutions business you know it's really tough stepping into the shoes of of mr Ajay piramal you know one of one of india's most successful businessmen critical to that is you know he's just given them enough flexibility to operate on on their own terms the way they want to do it you know the same thing across uh, comes across with uh, anand goenka who you spoke about and and they've learned over the years that that until you don't, you know, you don't, you don't give them the flexibility to and the environment to operate in, they just will not succeed, you know.
0: Yes. Another piece uh, that caught my attention was by uh, Tatwamasi Dikshit, uh, who who writes about what are some of the challenges in succession planning. He, you know,
1: he he's a co-author with uh, with Peter Leach, uh, and he's a family business uh, advisor too. You know, he speaks about the experiences that we have seen across China, Japan uh us and that how it's so critical building what they call you know you shouldn't allow the value the family values to be eroded you know as the business goes forward so it's it's not just critical building wealth it's also critical building the family values you know that should not erode it and and those are critical elements that need to come in at each point you know you need to have clarity on who heads the business you need to have on your succession plan, you need to sit with them, you need to discuss with them. What are their goals? What are their aspirations? How can they take them forward? You know, you know, it's not just getting business from level A to level B. It's a legacy. Something which you've built, you know, over generations, over over maybe fifty, eighty, hundred years, you know. And that is also going to go into someone else's hands, you know. So absolutely critical that when you're when you're building businesses, you're creating jobs, each very, very tough economic environment it's absolutely clear that you have to take all of them together you know it could be the second generation the third you have to be keep them involved in all your planning you know
0: in fact that's that's one big problem right Salil in some countries like uh, to get the next generation be interested with the same passion in the belly as much as the previous uh, one did we take that for granted which which need not be the case Absolutely.
1: And I think, you know, that kind of falls into place actually, you know, in India. A, you know, we've had families which, which have, you know, been stayed together, so, so live together, stay together. They understand each other. And that has actually helped build all these little blocks much easier. You know, unlike maybe in, in, in the U.S. where you've had, of course, large family businesses, but today, the second or third generation might be doing something else altogether. They don't want to be involved in the family business anymore.
0: Or, or China, uh, recently Peking University, they did a survey about a year or so back and they found that 80% of potential Chinese heirs were reluctant to follow their father's or mother's footsteps because, you know, it's it's a hard act to follow, whether it's, for instance, the pyramids that you write about. So I think, Salil, on, on this note, uh, let's leave the readers to discover the package of stories that... Uh, the first of its kind issue that Forbes India has come out with and uh, we'll look forward to the next one next year perhaps.
1: Great. Thanks and good speaking
0: to you. Thank you very much, Salil. And all you listeners, you can get this podcast on ForbesIndia.com as well as on iTunes. Uh, and to have someone call you for a Forbes India subscription, message Forbes 51818. <laughs>